Welcome into another edition of the Frazier Athletic Show. Taking things outside today, beautiful day, baseball, softball practice going on. Both these teams getting into the win column in this past week. Head coach John Malone got his first win ever as the baseball head coach of the softball team, kind of picking up where they left off a couple seasons ago, getting some big wins. But before we get into the baseball action, we're going to break down some basketball awards as it's Alex Lyons, Nick Hicks with you. As always here on the Frazier Athletic Show as the all-section honors for 2A Section 4 have come out. And leading the way in that is going to be Coach of the Year, Zach Key for the Commodores. And, you know, a lot of great success on the court for that basketball team this year, Nick. And it all started with their head coach and Zach Kiefer. Yeah, 100%. I've been around him for the past four years, and Kiefer's just been phenomenal with the kids. You know, they had, like, a tough sledding there in the beginning through the first three years, but he finally got what he observed. Moving back down really paid off in classification size for the Commodores as also player of the year. For us from the basketball team, it was Luke Santo for the overall coaches section player of the year. It's going to be Owen Newcomer, lights out three-point shooter, Really a great offensive player for the Commodores, but Luke's name was also on this list. First team all section for Santo. I mean, again, he was absolutely outstanding on all sides of the ball for the Commodores. And then second team, Colton Arison, and third team was Kenny Fine. So again, the Commodores finding a ton of awards in these postseason honors, or after the year honors, I guess I should say, in the all section teams and coach of the year, player of the year. And when you're as good as Frazier was in basketball this year, that's no surprise. Yeah, I mean, throughout the whole list, I think our whole starting five could have arguably been on that list too. I mean, Chase did phenomenal this year, as he probably will do on the baseball field also. And Kenny was a great addition, and he also was he got the defensive player of the year for football honors too. So, I mean, it's just great athletes we had. Yeah, and I mean, when you, have, when you see what the team did this year, it's no surprise that on that list there's a ton of different Commodores again. Owen named player of the year inside the section. Head coach Zach Kiefer, coach of the year. Again, first team Luke Santos. Second team Colton Harrison. And third team Kenny Fine. As again, the Commodores all over that all-section honors. Is They were a very good team, a tough team to mess with this year. And the baseball team and softball teams, you know, they're trying to do the same. You know, expectations high for one and another trying to exceed expectations. When we come back, we'll break down what the softball team's done thus far right here on the Frazier Athletic Show. You can enjoy the rustic decor of the Big Barn Country Store in Delhi from Route 51, just south of Periopolis, Pennsylvania. Inside the store, enjoy the atmosphere and browse through a selection of delicious Amish foods, home-baked pies, a deli, a wide array of nostalgic candy, wine store, and much more. Open seven days a week. Visit our website at bigbarnstore.com. That's bigbarnstore.com. Just as your local State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home and auto. And guess what you'll get? That's right, good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, State Farm agent Brian Warnick is your go-to agent in Periopolis for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home and auto today. State Farm agent Brian Warnick will help you mix and match things perfectly. Call 412-668-0111 for surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
full on here on the Frazier Athletic Show. We are outside at the baseball softball facilities. Absolutely gorgeous weather. Both teams putting in some work here on this off day Monday. And they will return to action tonight as you'll be hearing this on Tuesday or later in the week. But the baseball softball teams both getting wins in this past week, starting with the softball team. The softball segment here on the Frazier Athletic Show brought to you by State Farm Insurance and your local State Farm rep here in Periopolis, Brian Mornick, as the softball team again got off to a slow start against a Yacht team that came in as an upper classification ranked opponent. They lost to them, but rebounded nicely with a win in a split of a ranked 3A team in South Allegheny. Both those games extra inning walk-off games as in game two, South Allegheny was the home team. So that's why they had a walk-off technically here at Frazier up to our right at those beautiful softball facilities. But then the Commodores bounced back in their first section game of the year and 10 run the Bentworth Bearcats. And that game was not even close, even though the Commodores really didn't put the hit show on. But it was a lot of good eyes, some hit, hits batters, a lot of walks, and the Commodores got the hits at the big moments to put up 10 runs on that squad from Bentworth as you know, they kind of rolled to start the year in section play after, again, a tough non-section sledding in their return to play. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the schedule they run, Sue. They always have tough non-section games to really prepare them for their section games in the playoffs later on. And, I mean, they scored ten, uh, eight of those ten rounds in the first inning. Yeah, going to head back into the box score from that contest. The Commodores only recorded four hits, ten runs. They batted four innings, eight, in the, eight runs in the first, one in the second, one in the third, none in the fourth. They didn't have to bat in the fifth, sixth, or seventh as they ten-run Bentworth, who had two, run, or two hits and four errors in the game as the Commodores were paced runs batted in-wise by Bednar. She had a pair along with Han, a pair, both of them having two RBI hits. And the Commodores, I mean, again, you didn't see a lot of hitting over the course of the game, but eight walks in that game. And, I mean, that's something you really like to see because against a team like Bentworth, you may not have the best pitching talent, at least velocity-wise, stuff-wise. I mean, obviously, we saw the control issues in that game. But when you face a kind of subpar pitcher, and this is no offense to Bentworth's pitching staff, but, you know, when you have someone who doesn't have the best stuff, you kind of want to get eager and just want to swing and see what you can do damage-wise. You know, how hard can we hit the ball? How far can we hit the ball? You know, with girls like Evans and Warnick, who can absolutely tattoo it. And, you know... It's kind of easy to say, all right, we're going to go swinging for the fences here against this pitcher. But, you know, they didn't do that. And they said, all right, let's take our bases. Let's take our hit by pitches. Let's walk. And then let's get the hits when we need to and capitalize and score some runs. And that's what they did. And that's, you know, very impressive to see against a team. Again, you should be beating 10 nothing if you're Frazier. But they didn't do it by forcing the issue. They, they let the game come to them, as you always say on the broadcast, Donnie Ball, and that's that's how they play. They really embrace into that philosophy. Yeah, that he has, and it's the same. If you're a player and embrace into what your coach is selling, you're going to be successful. We've seen that in volleyball. We've seen that in basketball this year on the boys' side of things. And if you're truly clicking with your coach and buying into what they're saying, and I think the baseball team's doing this here as well, but 
it's again a building up process. We'll talk about that later. But if you're truly buying into what your coach is selling, it's going to be a lot of success for your team. And if you're not forcing the issue and you're letting the game come to you like the softball team does, you can put up 10 runs with only recording four hits in the game. And that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, it really is impressive. And they really do buy into what Donnie's selling them up there. I mean, hey, they won a state championship the last time they played, and it wasn't overnight. It wasn't an overnight process. Donnie's coached baseball cow for years before, and they, I think they might have a team to do it to make a run in the playoffs again. Yeah, definitely a team that could, I think, once again make WPIAL championship finals, but time will tell on that one as pitchers warming out to our left for the baseball team, Braca, showing why he doesn't play outfield. Dropping a fly ball right at him. But again, on with softball. They started their season against a ranked 4A Yacht team, and they lost 6-1 to in that game. The Commodores, you know, it just was a rough start to the season against a very, very good team. Delaney Warnick had a pair of hits, and, you know, that's something you like to see out of her getting going. She hasn't had the bat necessarily swinging thus far besides that first game, but then you saw her get back to it, letting the game come to her, drawing a lot of walks in the contest against... Bentworth, but I want to talk about those two games on Saturday, Nick. We saw a doubleheader against South Allegheny. South Allegheny, for those of you who may have tuned in, was missing two of their better players in that contest. One was injured. One did not make the trip with the team here to Frazier. But, you know, win number one, or the only win of that Saturday as they split, you know, came in a comeback fashion. Taking a look at the box score here, the Commodores put up two in the fifth to get them back within one. They surrendered a run in the sixth and then were able to tie in the seventh. You know, so they were able to tie multiple times and then surrendered the lead, but they were able to finally get back and then force that extra innings game. And, you know, in that contest, it was the freshman Palmer in her first start, pitched an inning of work against Jock, but came in through nine innings and four earned runs, striking out 11. And yeah. that was really something you like to see there with her in that South Allegheny game in her first start here at the high school level. You know, the strikeout ball was working, and, you know, she kept them in the game, and eventually the Commodores were able to come through with the big walk-off double by Tori Wyshynski. Yeah, I mean, also going back to the pitching, most teams only have, like, one pitcher in softball. The Commodores, we have two, Madison Bednar and Palmer. Uh, Bednar is kind of the analogy I like to use as the redshirt freshman this year. And uh, Palmer is the true freshman, and I think they have a really good pitching staff. And Yeah, and talking about Bednar, she pitched that second game. She gave up four runs, three earned against South Allegheny. So, again, an unearned run doesn't necessarily hurt the ERA stats. Struck out a trio over seven innings of work as she gave up the game-winning run in that bottom of the eighth inning without recording an out but you know what it was a great outing against a very good South Allegheny team for the Commodores and you know when you play a tough non-conference schedule get you ready for that section play the conference play and you know you can do what you did if you're Frazier and 10 are on a team that you're supposed to like Bentworth but you know the next game looking ahead for this softball team they'll be taking on Wash high. Yeah, wash high. As my schedule did not want to load on my phone. You, I'm, I'm if, blaming the elements on that yeah. one. If you look at the bottom of the softball section, it's it's pretty weak. Like you have no no knock on these teams. You have Best Center, Bentworth, Wash High. 
they're not the best or historically the best softball schools around the WPIAL. And you need those tough non-section games to really tune you up for playoffs and beyond. Yeah, and then, you know when you get into your bigger games inside the section, you got to be ready for those. If you're playing those, you know, kind of crush a team's hopes and dreams games. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at a movie like I like to use movie references sometimes, but uh, like The Longest Yard. Yeah. So like in that movie, like oh, you gotta. We always like to schedule a team at the beginning, get our confidence up. Well, if that's all you do is schedule those games and play those games to start section play, when you finally have a meaningful game against a good opponent. You're necessarily not going to know how to handle yourself as we're nearing the end here of this softball segment. And we'll move on to baseball in just a moment. But you know, when you have a tough non-section schedule, when you get into those meaningful games in section play, you're ready for it. You've already experienced that type of you know, competition throughout the year. So I think that's going to pay dividends for this softball team as before we – Call it quits on this first recap softball segment of the year. We'll have our first softball player of the week. And, you know, kind of a two-horse race. I mean, multiple players obviously could be deserving, but for us, kind of a two-horse race between Nicole Palmer, great week on the mound and did a decent job with the bat. And also Tori Wyshynski and, you know, getting that walk-off double to get the first one of the season. I think that's going to have to do it for the player of the week. Yep, and, you know, Tori Wyshynski going to be our first softball player of the week for the Commodores this season. As so far on the season, Tori Wyshynski, as we mentioned, has that walk-off RBI double, has also recorded a pair of ribbies on the season, had one in the win against Bentworth. And, again, you know, it's not always how many hits you have. It's, you know, how big of a hit it is sometimes. And, you know, that's one of those tone-setting hits. You know, your team comes back, you battle through, and, you know, Wyshynski gets the big RBI double to win the game. And she's had some hits at big moments this season, even though they haven't been very, you know, pro or not very often in a sense. She hasn't had a ton of them, but it's been very important when she's got them. And also, you know, We've talked about how good Palmer's done this year on the Hill and why a reason she was partly up in the running for this week's honor. But, you know, behind Palmer was Wyshynski, who's played very good defense at that shortstop position, making the short plays, the short-handed fielder, slick fielder out at short. So with the big hit and the great defense this week, Tori Wyshynski will be our first softball player of the week this year for the Frazier Commodore softball team. This softball segment here on the Frazier Athletic Show has been brought to you by State Farm Insurance. And again, make sure you contact your local State Farm rep here in Periopolis, Brian Warnick, as he'll help you with all your insurance needs. But we come back, we'll switch down from the softball circle to the baseball mound and talk about John Malone and his squad here on the Frazier Athletic Show. Just as your local State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home and auto. And guess what you'll get? That's right, good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, State Farm agent Brian Warnick is your go-to agent in Periopolis for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home and auto today. State Farm agent Brian Warnick will help you mix and match things perfectly. Call 412 668 0-1-11 for surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, 
State Farm is there. Somerset Trust Company, now open in Periopolis, we invite you to stop by and experience the Somerset Trust Company difference. Local decision making, convenient locations, extended hours, award-winning online and mobile banking, and more. Somerset Trust Company, community banking at its best. Now open in Periopolis. We move into baseball here on the Frazier Athletic Show as they are practicing up here in front of us, getting ready for their matchup with the Bearcats of Bentworth, a home and home coming up for Bentworth and Frazier. Uh, Tuesday we'll play here at home, and Wednesday they'll hit the road to take on Bentworth, looking to get their first two section wins of the year in back-to-back games. And they started their season off with a rough outing at Schollaroy defensively behind Chase Hazelbaker. Eight runs, three earned for the Commodores. And they put up four all in inning number nine, which, again, when you look at eight runs, three earned, you kind of cringe a little yeah. bit, especially when you have your guy like Hazel Baker on the mound. Because anytime you have Chase on the mound, you expect to have a good chance to win. And with the errors, it kind of took them out of that game early on. They were able to put up four in the ninth, but too little, too late for the Commodores. And also bad base running in that game as well for Frazier. Just a, it was a first game of the year, and they, it kind of showed for Frazier. Yeah, there really were some mental errors in that game, a lot of mental errors. You're talking about the um, umpire, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there might have been more mental errors by the umpire than there was on the base paths, but either way, it was not a very pretty game. Chase really wasn't getting many calls. We did make some mistakes. I don't like to blame games on umpires or officials because, I mean, I know how hard it is, but... When you look at that game, that's one of the ones you look at and be like, wow, three earned runs, that's it? Yeah, and again, I'm with you. I don't like to always badmouth the umpire. And my only issue, in a sense, in that game was the inconsistency yes. of the strike zone. And again, there were some, just some plays. Again, the errors cost them more than anything. Mm-hmm. But Chase was throwing pitches more in the zone than Zach Usher was. And I think Zach Usher's a very good pitcher. But Zach was getting calls out of the zone called yeah. strikes. And Chase was throwing them almost the same way he was throwing them against Southmoreland being called I mean, balls. if you look at the Southmoreland game, though, that umpire did have a wider strike zone, but he was very consistent. Both sides got those calls. And that's all I'm so asking I'm, for. I'm okay with it. That's all I'm asking for. Be consistent on your calls. And we didn't get to see that in game one, but you got to be consistent defensively and a lot of big errors. And, you know, there was one play, you know, look, the Commodores looked like they were done with an inning. It would have stayed 2 nothing. And, you know, the runner was called out of first, and then all of a sudden, after the teams are in their dugout, ready to come out the bat, you know, we had an appeal, a late appeal was granted, Fair and late. all of a sudden it was became 4 nothing just like that off another error. And, you know, it was tough to come back from that point because eventually it grew to an 8 nothing lead, and then the Commodores found some life in the fourth, but or in the ninth, or seventh. You know, I'll get it right eventually, fourth, <laughs> ninth, seventh. We're just counting here on the Fraser Athletic Show. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if I said ninth a lot, you know, normal baseball yeah. in a sense. But Isn't it college baseball too? It depends. It yeah. can be. You know, if you have double headers, they're normally those seven inning games. But a normal, like, Tuesday afternoon game with one game would be nine innings, mm-hmm. at least when I was back in school. I know a lot of those things change. But I don't know where I got the fourth inning from, probably because they scored four runs in the ninth. But we're just going to go with that. But they took that momentum they had in inning number seven. 
at it right there. And took it into that South Moreland game, and the Commodores really battled back in that, or not battled back, but battled through some tough times throughout the game. And, you know, they never were really behind by much, and they just kind of kept grinding inning after inning out. Dom, first start here of the year, the number two to Hazelbaker, and, you know, he pitched four-plus innings. Uh, leadoff man got aboard in inning number five. That's when we uh, decided to come down yeah. after the softball game and join in and watch Chase go to work. Chase, seven strikeouts in three innings, picked up the save as the Commodores got win number one of the year, win number one under the John Malone era, the new baseball coach here at Frazier. Again, he will be on the podcast eventually. I I'm almost guaranteeing that one. You know, we got him on before he was the baseball coach. Yeah. I feel like we have to now that he is. But again, they kind of took what they learned from that first game. They cleaned things up defensively a ton in that game. And, you know, they got some big hits at big moments. You look at, again, Chase on the Hill did a great job, but you also had a ringing double off the fence. You had Bacino in opposite field RBI. And then you also had a, was it a two run, I believe, by Dom, the center field, where the center fielder fell yeah, down, the fell, two run double. Yeah. And you also had. What, Thomas with a couple ribbies in that game? Yeah. So, you two? Had, yeah, I think what Thomas had two, Dom had two, and you had one for Braden Bacino. Again, he had that opposite field single. And again, you get big hits at big moments for Frazier. And, you know, they were kind of just able to build on that lead, give Chase a cushion. He came in with a one run lead, and, you know, they ended up taking care of business. You know, with a multi-run victory over South yeah. Moreland. And I mean, like we said before, and we're probably going to say it a million times, when Chase takes the mound, we have a chance to win. Yeah, Chase absolutely was throwing gas. Yeah. And then, you know, mixing it in with that breaking curveball. It was starting back shoulder, cutting inside yeah. lower corner. I mean, absolutely incredible. You know, if you can take something from the back shoulder, look like it's about to hit a batter, and then it cuts into the zone. That's, uh, that's tough to hit. Any curveball when you're in high school is tough to hit. But something like that, that's almost untouchable. That's an elite high school curveball. Yeah. I'm not going to say elite baseball curveball, but that's an elite high school curveball if I've ever seen oh, one. Oh, especially in this classification, too. Oh, yeah. You're, you're not, not going to see many. Yeah. Again, I think the only pitchers in this entire classification that are going to be able to rival Chase or maybe one of the Mighty Mike's pitchers, I mean, they yeah. always have good pitchers um, at Carmichael's. I mean, that's just kind of – what they do. They're good at baseball, and they have good pitchers over at Carmichael's. I mean, under head coach Richard Krause, that's a good program. And I think those could be some fun games later in the year, the second meeting of that game, especially yeah. See, once this team starts really buying in and getting their legs under them. We talk about a guy like Bacino a lot being watch out in the second half of the year. And again, he had that big hit against Southmoreland. Yeah. But, you know, again, I think the fielding's really going to come along here in the second half, and I think the bat's going to evolve into an elite high school bat, at least at least elite in this section, I should say. I think he's going to be one of the better hitters along with Chase and Dom. Oh, I can 100% agree with that. I mean, he has the frame to do it, too. Yeah, I mean, the guy – and he shows you he can already hit it the other way. He can play all parts of the field with this swing. And, you know, very athletic on the third base corner out in the hot corner. And, you know – Needs to get a little more shorthand, I think, with that glove again. And, you know, we were on, what was it, Wednesday? We were in the gym. They were yeah. playing that uh, 
wiffle ball game, and, you know, Braden didn't have a glove on. He was grounding everything barehand with ease, and I heard some jokes flying, hey, we're going to take your glove away over a third, and then you'll never drop another ball again. But, again, I think he's going to be a huge part of the way this team kind of rounds out by the end of the year. And, again, you, with Chase already in Dom, you know what you kind of have, and then you add a guy like Bacino and even Thomas. He's played very well so far this season for Frazier. And that's kind of an unexpected role almost for the Commodores in the outfield. You knew with Shetterly leading off, you had a speedy, solid fielding center fielder. But then, you know, your two corners uh, with Noah Ritchie and Thomas, it was a little unsure of. And then the second base position, you know, and first base were kind of your other unsure positions coming into the year. You knew you had Dom or Chase at short when the other one's on the hill. You knew Braden was going to come and lock in this third base spot. Yeah, but was Breeze back behind the cage, uh, behind the plate, and you had Shutterly out in center, and then you know it was kind of figure out how do we piece around these other parts out there. And again, your best defensive lineup, I think, is 100% if you have Chase and Dom in the field. Yeah, at short and second, but again, you need one of those two on the mound almost every night. You know, from talking to John Malone earlier in the season, before I guess before the season would have started, he we referred to this team as like a puzzle, like you have the pieces. You just don't know where to put them yet. And yeah, it's going to take some time. It's going to be a feeling out process because, again, this is no baseball in over a year of yeah. this season. You got a lot of new faces. You know, even guys that are sense returners with their grade. I mean, Dom and Chase, I mean, I consider it legit returners, but in all technicality, Bacino's a returner. But yeah, again, he didn't play much when he did play. He did have a an RBI in his trip out with the doors, but didn't play almost at all. Yeah. I think he only had like two ABs, if I'm not mistaken. It was under five. I yeah, knew very that. Slim. And I mean, I think he's a guy that has potential to be a star. Oh, like, 100%. honestly. He's one of the key pieces to this team, and I've said that from the start. I mean, I really think he is going to be a good addition to this team, but, you know. I think it's time to take a look at our athlete of the week for the baseball team. And, you know, obviously Chase's name is probably always going to be in the hat. Dom's name yeah. probably always going to be in the hat. You know, Dom We're got his first win. A little bit of a curveball, though. Chase likes to throw those. We saw a lot of those, but it's not him. Yeah. Not him. Again, Dom and Chase probably always going to be in the ring. You know, Chase, seven strikeouts, a save, and three innings of work in the first win. Dom got that win for strong. But, you know, we always say we like to do a little bit of a sleeper surprise. Pick. Yeah, the surprise, the surprise, the sleeper, whatever you want to call it, in the first, you know, honor of the year. And, you know, it Jake was Thomas. Thomas, yeah. He kind of surprised me and a lot of, I think, other people with the bat. I mean, yeah. didn't really hurt you out in the outfield at all. I mean, that's kind of what you hope defensively. You know, if you don't hurt me out in defensively, I'm going to keep you out there. Yeah. You know, if you add some with the bat, that's a big plus. I mean, that's where it starts. Get firm defense down, and then you can start get the hitting down. I mean, if you're not giving up unearned runs or stupid runs, as I got hit in the foot with the baseball there, Nick. I'm going to throw that back to Brock. Hopefully it didn't hit a car. But, yeah, hey, this is what happens when we come outside for the Frazier Athletic Show. But, yeah, Jake Thomas, uh, athlete of the week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, two big ribbies in the win against South Moreland. Had the first hit of the season. We weren't sure at first that they were going to give him a hit, but you know, we were generous with it. Yeah. And then eventually uh, they said, yeah, that was a hit for Thomas. It wasn't an error. And the Commodores, you know, 
with him helping offensively and defensively got their first win of the year and he gets the first baseball athlete of the week in well-deserved honors. But I mean, Hey, if you don't agree with us, stay tuned. Maybe the guy you wanted to win will win next week. I mean, that's why you got to keep tuning in as the baseball team again, will be back in action Tuesday and then Wednesday home and home with the Bentworth Bearcats. And I know I won't be there Tuesday we don't know what's going on Wednesday yet. Nick, you're going to take over at least. We'll have something with Tuesday. Yeah. We'll have some video for you at least. And we'll get our sponsors uh, in yeah, there. You try, can hear from them. Something. We'll try something. Uh, I got a late schedule uh, about an hour before recording the podcast about Tribs starting up games this week. So when duty calls, you kind of got to go without uh, any heads up. But, hey, baseball season, I'll be somewhere. We'll have some action for you here as well. So, a lot of baseball going on. I'm very excited that it is back, but we'll take a turn when we come back and we'll go from the diamonds over to the track field. A few turns. And you know, yeah. We take we take more than one turn out there, but we'll move over to track and field and talk about what they've done in their first couple meets of the year right here on the Fraser Athletic Show. You can enjoy the rustic decor of the Big Barn Country Store in Delhi from Route 51, just south of Periopolis, Pennsylvania. Inside the store, enjoy the atmosphere and browse through a selection of delicious Amish foods, home-baked pies, a deli, a wide array of nostalgic candy, wine store, and much more. Open seven days a week. Visit our website at BigBarnStore.com. That's BigBarnStore.com. Somerset Trust Company, now open in Periopolis, we invite you to stop by and experience the Somerset Trust Company difference. Local decision making, convenient locations, extended hours, award winning online and mobile banking, and more. Somerset Trust Company, community banking at its best, now open in Periopolis. We are back here on the Frazier Athletic Show outside here at the baseball facility as the Commodores baseball team getting ready for their next couple matchups on this beautiful, beautiful Monday afternoon. You know, we had snow under a week ago. I know. And now it's like 75 degrees outside. Good old PA weather. I mean, hey, it is beautiful. I'm glad we could come outside to do the podcast today, watch the team's practice. But as I said, we are going to take a couple turns, maybe some long throws, yeah, and make our way over to track where both the men's and women's, boys and girls, whatever you prefer to call it, track teams got underway with a couple of meets starting over with the, the guys because those are the ones that are first on my cell phone with the pictures. So why we are going to start with them as... The Guyable games were first, match meet was first, right, Nick? If I'm not it's, mistaken. It's like a tri meet, so I'm pretty sure they all compete at once. Those are just the scores. So they were there. It was the yeah, tri meet. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Again, hey, track is going to be like wrestling for us guys out there, our listeners. I don't know much about track. You, you got you got to give us time. We're going to get into it. We're going to eventually make it fluent. I know a lot about baseball and softball. I knew a lot about basketball. I didn't know much about wrestling, but by the end of the year, hey, we were pretty good at doing wrestling. So yeah. give us a couple episodes track may become our forte as well but again you got to give us some time as we are getting into it because hey we talk all things Frazier athletics here on the Frazier athletics show and you know as you mentioned it was a couple of teams competing for the boys side of things Mount Pleasant and as we mentioned Geibel as the Commodores 
outscored Geibel overall in the meet, 112 to 117. You know, on the throwing side of thing, Matthew Cordage was first in the javelin. Um, and then also picking up a first place finish inside the shot put that was, you know, against the Geibel scores. And then, you know, over against Mount Pleasance as well, Cordage was very serviceable. Again, his time was first against the Mount Pleasant scores. I mean, he was ahead of every every thrower in the javelin yeah. between the three schools. And also inside the shot put, he was second overall as Jarwiski for Mount Pleasant finished first there. And overall, Cordage finished third inside the discus behind Van Dyke and Jarwiski for Mount Pleasant. So placed in three different throwing categories but again, he outscored everybody from Geibel and Frazier in the shot put, discus, and javelin to start the year. But again, it's kind of one of those things where you're going to see a lot of multi-sport yeah. athletes out on the track field. Again, Cord is one of those wrestlers, basketball players for football. the Commodores football. So he's getting some time out there. You see guys like Tyler Clark out there, another wrestler. And you know, that's what some of these coaches, especially we know Buck Watkins is a big fan of his athletes out there, you know, kind of improving in some aspect of their life each and every day, you know, wise words of wisdom from Buck Watkins. I'm going to kind of miss that now that we've moved out of the winter sports season, but, you know. Buckology, as I like to call it. I'm a big fan of that, but as we were saying, you know, a lot of these multi-sport athletes coming out and performing well early on inside, at least the throwing department with Cordage, and though also over on the running side of things, you know, Crawl had some serviceable times in both the 300 hurdles and the 100 and 110 high hurdles for the Commodores. And I mean, that's a nice thing to look at as you're getting into the start of the track season for the boys. And we'll wait to do our boys track athlete of the week till the end. We'll do them both together. Is that okay with yeah. you, Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we will take a look over on the girls side of things. And again, Bear with us. This is new to us as well, doing track. Haven't had to talk a ton about this before in my college career or in general. But on the girls' side of things, they also were able to handle Geibel pretty easily, 97-13 over Geibel. But again, Mount Pleasant was able to take down the Commodores 105 or 100.5 to 32.5. And, you know, on the throwing side of things, McGavitt did very well in the javelin. Again, Skybel was the number one thrower. Shaporka was first in the discus. And you know, Polkabla in the high jump and the long jump did very well for the Commodores on the girls' side of things. But running-wise, it was Kendall Shaporka for yeah. the Commodores. Was excellent against Skybel, won the 100-meter dash. McGavitt was second in that one for the Commodores, won the 400-meter, and was also the winner in the 800-meter and all, and that was again versus the Geibel times versus the Mount Pleasant times. You know, you still had Shaporka first in the 400 meter, which was very good for her. Um, first in the 800 meter. So again, very very good job by Shaporka out there. Also first in the 100 meter, showing you know kind of that knee completely healed up, and you know putting up very stellar times and performances. And again, you got to be in good shape to play basketball. And they, that running shape she was in from the basketball season really paying off early on inside the track season. But again, I think another the name that kind of does shock me a lot out of here, not necessarily shocking me, but like 
that stands out besides Kendall Shapurka for the Commodores is Sidney Polkabla. Yeah. As you know, again, another basketball player. Yeah, won the long jump. Uh, was tied for third in the high jump. This is over. I'm going overall yeah, standings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is between both teams, uh, or between all three schools, I should say. Um, so she again, as I mentioned, won the long jump. Was tied for third overall in the high jump, trailing a duo of Mount Pleasant Vikings. And also was the first overall runner inside the 200-meter dash, beating another pair of Vikings up there. And, you know, you really saw good performances by both Shapurka twins. I mean, not surprising there. I mean, those two were very athletic girls. I mean, three sport athletes here at Frazier. Yeah. But Sydney Polkabla had an absolutely outstanding first track. I mean, I thought McGavitt did very well, as well out there for the Commodores and her different categories of competition as – both teams went one and one, and it's time for our track athletes of the week. Starting with the boys' side of things, this is again another baseball all so close to us here. But starting with the boys, uh, who are we thinking there, Nick? Matthew Cordage. Matthew Cordage, as a four-sport athlete, you don't get to say that yeah, too often in high school basketball, wrestling, football, and track. You know, he was throwing the discus, the shot put, and the javelin all over the place, and dominant against both Geibel and Mount Pleasant in that tri meet for the Commodore, so he will be our first boys track athlete of the week and moving to the girls. the girls. I mean, I, I kind of, I was thinking Kendall, but I kind of really want to give it to Sydney. And I know we talked Kendall before, but like, this is kind of one of those things we talk about yeah. that our first ones are a bit of a surprise always. And I you know, I think Kendall's going to be there again. Yeah, I really do. She's been good, but like Sydney was, that's kind of just jumped off the page reading that. And I mean, I think we have to give it to Sydney Polkavla to be our I track athlete you. of the week for yeah, the girls. I so, I mean, hey, hopefully we didn't do too bad for our listeners and track fans out there. Again, this is a work in progress. We will get better with this each and every time through with track. But exciting times. Softball team putting up some wins. The baseball team got their first win of the season. Track both picked up a win against Geibel. And, you know, hey. Spring sports are off and running. We get to do this outside right now, and this is fantastic. I, I mean, this I like is our great. change of scenery. It's very nice. I mean, we're not staring at, like, some brick walls inside of Fraser High School. We're staring at uh, the baseball, softball fields. It's, it's a little bit better than Mr. Smith's room. No offense to Mr. J Smith's room. Just a tad. Just a tad. Shout out to Mr. Smith for letting us use his room when the weather is not this I nice. Mean, yeah, oh, 100%. Couldn't do the podcast without him. I know. You know, he, Just like Marty, personal friend of the show. I mean... Mr. Smith really helping us out. And, you know, he might help us out with something later in the year for our athletes, yeah. overall athletes of the year. So Surprise. if you've won that our overall athlete of the year in basketball or wrestling or a breakout wrestler of the year, you know, we may have something for you by the end of the season. And, you know, for those who will get that honor in track, baseball, and softball, who knows? We'll see what happens. But when we come back, we'll recap the show and send you on your way here on the Frazier Athletic Show. Sports teams picked up wins in this past week and going back to even the, a little bit of a week before to start the year in their yeah. first official overall week of play as both the track teams beat Geibel, lost to Mount Pleasant in the tri-meet, while the Commodore baseball team lost to Schollaroy on the 26th to start the season but bounced back with a win against Southmoreland. Again, head coach John Malone win number one. Dom Dork in his first one of the season and Chase Hazelbaker picked up 
his first save of the year in lights out relief performance in the softball team. They picked up a pair of wins, splitting a double header with South Allegheny. Both games extra inning walk-offs. Great action out there from the softball field. And then, you know, they decided to flex their offensive muscles and patience by 10 running the Bentworth Bearcats to start section play. They are 1-0 inside the section and now a busy week ahead. The baseball team, as we mentioned, will have a home-and-home home coming up with Bentworth softball team home on Friday against Charleroi. They take on Washington this week. And, you know, a lot of exciting spring sports here in store for the Commodores in the upcoming week and, you know, the weeks to come. But, you know, we'll break it all down for you and get you ready for the next week, as always, on the Fraser Athletic Show. But... You know, on behalf of Nick Hicks, I'm Alex Lyons saying thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Frazier Athletic Show. We made it outside today, and we, you know, we got a job done. So make sure you tune in next week and tune into the network all week to catch all the Commodore action right here on the Frazier Athletic Show.